is Mitchell Thompson with the Mitch Mindset Podcast, and I just want to apologize for not making an episode since January. I've had a lot going on. I finally finished my semester at uh, college, and I'm back, and it's time to make some more episodes, and today is going to be a very interesting episode. Um, I plan on titling it. How to help, or um, what if you are confident? Because I know everyone in this world um, doesn't always struggle with their confidence or their uh, self-esteem. A good amount of people in this world do, but let's say you don't. Let's say you you know your worth. Let's say you believe in yourself. You think you can accomplish anything you, you set your mind to. How can you help? How can you help the people who are struggling in their their daily life um, at at their work, at their hobby, at their at at home with their kids, with their wife? How how can you help? You know, um, first and foremost, I would say that in order to really be fulfilled regardless of what you're doing in this world you're gonna have to put Jesus Christ first and he's gonna fulfill you and he's gonna give you the boost and confidence to get through these goals and um, these hard times in your life and the confident people um, who I say that there are Christians out there are very confident they understand that Jesus Christ is going to allow them to get through the hard times in their life, and they trust in him. But uh, I just want to go ahead and start off with a few statistics. And NBC News says that 85% of people suffer from low self-esteem. I'll read that again. 85% of people suffer from low self-esteem, and it says you need to improve your confidence to enjoy a happy and lucrative career. And I'm not, I'm not one to talk more, talk a ton on um, happiness and lucrative careers. That's just what NBC said. But 85% of people suffer low self-esteem. That is a lot of people. That is. Everyone, you know, and the and the other percent that doesn't, um, just doesn't on that day they were asked. Everyone does. Look, I'm on this podcast. I'm I'm leading this this show, and I still struggle with uh, confidence and low self esteem some days. You know, it's human. Don't beat yourself up. But um, what's interesting about that is Inc.com. I don't know if you ever heard of Inc.com, says, Lacking confidence is one of the most universal feelings we can experience. The issue can be so pervasive that people struggling um, is to ever feel confident, meaning that everyone struggling with confidence, lacking confidence, is universal. Look, I got, I think, 15 countries on this podcast listening. Look, if you're, if you're not in America, if you're not, because um, I'm from America, if you're not from 
um, a country that you're proud of. Look, don't be upset about that. You're there for a reason. God put you there for a reason. Don't beat yourself up. I think that every country in this world is a good country. I think you're there for a reason. I think that's awesome. I'm so happy I got 15 countries listening. Um, I I just think it's amazing, and I, I hope and pray that um, more people out there will listen and if not share the word. But uh, th- this is a, this last statistic is very interesting. Um, and it's by the APA.org and that's over like psychology and stuff. But, um, self-esteem was lowest among young adults, but increased throughout adulthood, peaking at age 60. That means from young adults all the way to age 60. Look, age 60, there's people struggling with self-esteem and confidence. And, um, I guarantee there's going to be some people on this show who, don't struggle with it though. You know how can you help? How can you help and and be someone that um, someone can go to when they're struggling with this? Look, I I'm not saying I'm the best at it, you know. But if I see someone like I, I it's obvious when you're walking down the street and someone's struggling, it, and you know that. And walking down, looking like uh, um, just like a. a Plastic bag blown through the wind, you know, got nowhere to go, nowhere to be. They're beating themselves up inside, looking down, not making eye contact with anyone. Look, I'm telling you, I dare you to go up there and say, hey, how you doing, man? Or, hey, how are you? You doing good today? Hey, I don't care if you know him or not. Look, that that will change someone's day for the better. And um, I do that constantly. If I see someone who just looks like they're having a rough day, or beating themselves up, I make sure, I don't care who it is, could be the the McDonald's worker, or um, the freaking billionaire out there, look, it's time to express this, and help people, we can grow together, you know, and um, I got, I got some uh, Bible verses that I'd like to share, you know, and um, the first one is Proverbs 31.8, let me get there, And Proverbs 31.8 says, Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all are destitute. And destitute's an interesting word. I looked it up in the dictionary uh, to let y'all know what it means. And destitute is lacking something needed or desirable. Um... That's that's the first definition. Lacking possessions or resources. That's the second, and uh, the, and then it says suffering extreme poverty. So uh, I think that definitely goes for this. Speaking up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are lacking something needed or desirable, or lacking possessions or resources. And I think that for for the rights of all who are destitute. Lacking something needed, desirable, that could definitely be confidence. Yeah, it's it's talking about poverty, but it's definitely lacking. You could definitely lack confidence or, um, yeah, money. Look, you don't have a lot of money. That, that, that definitely um, hurts your self-esteem. But look, that's not your worth. Money doesn't matter. It's your heart. And if you believe in Jesus Christ, money definitely doesn't matter. You know, but um, 
I just thought that was very interesting. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. So look, if you're confident, hey, speak up for someone. If you're not confident, speak up for, for someone. I know that sounds funny. If you're not confident, speak up for someone. You're thinking, how am I going to speak up for someone? I don't have the confidence to do that. Well, if you, I'm telling you, if you take that step, take that step, speak up to someone. I'm telling you, you'll have more confidence. And I read a book. Me and my buddy were talking about it yesterday. We were, uh, we both read this book last summer together, talking about the Big Mo. Big Mo is uh just this just big amount of motivation and. And it start, at first starts off as small mo, but you, you do something and then it gets bigger. It's just like the, the snowball effect. You do one thing, you're like, man, I, I did that. I did that. And then next thing you know, you're, you're, you're doing it again. You got this snowball. It started off as a snowflake and hit the ground. Someone kicked it, and, and you kicked it again. It kept rolling down the hill. And sooner or later, it's going to keep rolling down the hill. And guess what? You're going to be rolling up the mountain. Accomplishing goals, helping people out, being confident in yourself, uh, allowing others to be confident in themselves. But what if what if it, you just need to start by speaking up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute? Look, everyone deserves to be confident. Everyone deserves to do big things in this world and be happy and accomplish things that they want to be um, proud about. Everyone does. So I, I challenge you, go go be that person, you know. And, uh, I, I got two more, and then I'm going to talk about um, one more thing. But um, the next one is going to be in Romans 12. Romans 12, 15, actually. <clears throat> and it is, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And... I don't know if you've ever accomplished anything or um, done something cool and you and you wished someone would have seen it. And you're like, man, that been what I wish my best friend was here. I wish my mom would have saw that. You know why? Because they would have rejoiced with you. It's what a friend does. And I don't know if you've ever not accomplished something or messed up and you're by yourself and you mourned, you cried. You wept, you were upset, you beat yourself up, and you and you wished your best friend was there. You wished your mom was there to say, hey, I'm here with you. I'm going to mourn with you. I'm here. Look, that that's what this is saying. Romans 12, 15. Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Look, be that guy. I, I was reading, um, it's actually an audio book. I was listening to an audio book on... Um, dating. I know that probably sounds funny for those out there listening, but uh, yeah, I was listening. It's called Outdated by uh, JP. I can't something Pacaluto. I can't remember his first name, but I remember him talking about being the man in the relationship, and uh, and some people, some guys are scared to ask out girls, and and vice versa. Girls are scared to ask out guys, and. I get that that it's nerve wracking, you know. And I, look, I'm not I'm not the best at it, I promise. Uh, but he said that a a good Christian girl is waiting for um, a, a a nice Christian man to ask them out on a date and 
and be the man of the relationship and grow to grow together in Christ and be one and start a family and build their children up to be uh, Christians and just, you know, do what they're supposed to do as Christians and go and serve and, and create more Christians, you know, but uh, I remember him saying to the Christian man who is scared and not confident, you could be the hero to a girl out there. You know, I just never forgot about it. You know, he said, go and be the hero to the Christian girl that she deserves, you know? So, um, I, this isn't really about dating, but I thought that was a great example, you know, of just stepping up to the plate, you know, towing your foot on the line and saying, you know what? I don't care about the result. I'm going to step up to the plate. I'm going to man up. I'm going to um, forget about the past mistakes and I'm going to, I'm going to, do what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to go be the, be the, the hero, you know? And I think that that can be, that illustration can be used for this, you know, go be the hero to someone who needs help. Go be the hero for the unconfident, for the low self-esteem. Someone is dying to just, to, to just be spoken to, to just be, um, noticed, to just, be asked to go get food. It doesn't even have to be dating. It could be just as friends. I mean, do something. Go play pickup basketball. But be the hero, you know. And look, Jesus Christ was our hero, and he's a great example, you know. But um, be that hero. You know? And I'm going to read that one more time. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. There's always going to be people who um, rejoice and accomplish big things. There's always going to be people who Cry and uh, don't accomplish their their dream goal. And be the hero to that person. They're rejoicing. They got no one beside them rejoicing. Go rejoice with them. That's what this, the, the Bible says. They, they, they didn't accomplish it. And their their self-esteem and confidence is low. They're, you can tell they're upset. Look, go, go mourn with them. Take some time out of the day and go mourn with them. Be the hero. Be the hero for that person. And uh, lastly... Um, I'm, I'm going to go to Luke 22:32. I know I'm kind of hopping around everywhere. I just really like uh, these verses for this topic. And um, Luke 22:32. One of my mentors told, showed me this this verse um, when I was struggling with something, and it says, and the, Jesus is saying this. It says. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Uh, Peter denied Jesus three times before he died and um, before he was crucified. And Jesus knew he was going to do that. He, he knew that. And um, it, it, it's very interesting to see. Jesus even says, I tell you, Peter, uh, in 34, before the rooster crows today, you will deny three times that you know that you know me. Um, saying that he just, you know, Jesus knows he's going to deny him. And um, that, that's hard. You know, that's a hard, that's hard to, no, no, I, I won't do that. But 
Jesus knew he was going to die and still loved them. But what I find so interesting and so powerful in this verse is Jesus says, I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, meaning when he turns back from denying Jesus, when he turns back, he can use his mistakes and go and strengthen strengthen your brothers. He gets to strengthen his brothers, gets to strengthen the people around him, gets to say, hey, I messed up. And I understand you did too, but let's strengthen each other. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and strengthen um, you with the power of Jesus because He forgave me. You know I think that's so interesting because um, I think everyone at some point in their life struggles and struggles with confidence and low self esteem, and I, I just find it very interesting that Peter. Peter loved Jesus, obviously, but look, he messed up. And Jesus says, go strengthen your brothers. Jesus knows that that others are going to be doing that. He knows that others are going to struggle and deny him. And they're they're going to mess up. And look, they're going to beat themselves up. And look, if that's you, if if you're over here beating yourself up, I'm not saying you deny Jesus or anything, but I'm saying if you're over here beating yourself up, understand that's okay. You're forgiving it, and, and if you're beating yourself up for past mistakes and not allowing um, to forgive yourself, and that's uh, hurting your confidence, your self-esteem, look, it, you got to put it in the past. You have to put it in the past, and if you're someone that knows someone who, who's struggling with this, go strengthen your brothers. Like Jesus uh, commanded Peter, go strengthen your brothers. It is time. It is time to help out one another. This world is hard. It's hard to do anything on your own. Go and strengthen your brothers. I, I, I'm telling you, if you if you see anyone struggling, if you see anyone walking the street, got got nothing going on. Look, I'm telling you, go go strengthen your brother. Go go be that hero. Go help. You know, and um, I hope that that's really uh, kind of pushed you today. But I'm not done. I got. A little bit left to say, and um, some might think, why Why should I have confidence? Why do I need to have confidence? And I'm about to say something that uh, many not, I don't know if many say, you know, but um, I think it's just very interesting. I, I, I really, God's really been putting it on my heart, you know, but first off, Jesus died for you. If you're out there, I know I've got 15 countries listening Jesus died for you, died on the cross for your sins, and rose three days later for you. And, and I think that that is powerful as is, you know. Um, he's our Savior. If you don't know him, please reach out. Uh, message me. I Message me. Reach out. Um, but one thing... That allows me to have the confidence I need is, yes, he died on the cross for me, just like he died on the cross for you. He loves you. And I and I truly believe that Jesus wants you to be successful. I remember last summer I was talking to my mindset coach. I was saying, like, hey, man, I, I want to be successful in, 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 as a pastor or a preacher. I want to be successful. I want to I do big things for the kingdom of God. But I feel like that just sounds so weird. I feel like that sounds bad, you know, and. I know it 
this podcast isn't all about me as just an example, but uh, he said, do you think, you think God and Jesus wants you to be a mediocre pastor, a pastor who's not well, not, not very good at, at preaching? I'm like, no, I don't think so. And, and, and uh, he's like, well, then, then strive to be successful. Well, if you, if you think you can uh, do more for the kingdom of God by striving to be successful for it and give him all the glory, then why wouldn't you want to be successful? Is there anyone in here wanting to uh, not do well in their career? No. So look, strive to do what's best. You know, We need to live like Christ. We need to live like Christ and uh, in everything. And look, Jesus was successful. I know that sounds funny. Jesus, look, he, he did something no one else did. He rose from the grave. He, he died and rose again. He was successful. Jesus was confident. I, I truly believe that Jesus was purely confident. He, he, he believed in, in God. I know that it's his father, but he believed in his father. He believed that and trusted that for, in regards to what was going on with him in his life, that, that God was always going to be there for him and that at the end of the day, God, God wanted the best, wanted the best for him, just like God wants the best for you. That's look, that's the same thing. Um, I know, I know that he's the son of God, but look, that look, that is his son. He wants, he wants nothing but the best for Jesus, you know. And um, I think that I think of that all the time. There, I don't, I don't see anything or hear anyone um, saying just like, man, I just, I don't want to be successful. Why? You know, and, and I, I think I think a lot of, of that and um I wanna lead to John two. Um and John two one through um eleven and this is actually uh Jesus changing water to wine and it's a miracle and I'm pretty sure it's his the first one that was written down and uh I'm I'm pretty sure. I don't want to. Don't quote me on that. But I'm pretty sure. But um, it, I'll just go ahead and start off there. It says on the third day a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, "They have no more wine." And Jesus says, "Woman, why do you involve me?" Jesus replied, "My hour has not yet come." And I don't know. I thought that I, when I read stuff like that, I just it, it kind of amuses me sometimes. Has anyone ever asked you to do something or told you something, and you're like, "What's that have to do with me?" Like, I don't know why you told me that. <laughs> and I think that's. I, and look, I'm not. I I don't know, but I just when I see Jesus says, "Woman, why do you involve me?" I think it's just hilarious. Think about it. Think if you were at a wedding with all your best buds or. Uh, best best gal friends and you're you're hanging out and someone's like hey we we're out we're out of cake you know like you're thinking well um that's not my job but uh jesus says my hour is not yet come and i, I find that inter- interesting too but we're just going to keep going and it says his mother said to the servants do whatever he tells you and i, I find this so interesting jesus's uh mom understood and knew and trusted in Jesus. Even though that was her son, she knew that um, 
if there was a problem, he could he could handle it. And he, uh, we're gonna go on to and and she says to to the servants, she 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 gives she she has confidence in Jesus, and, and she she gives Jesus this situation to handle. She's got the confidence in him. And look, um, I know we're not we can't really do miracles, but um, and God and Jesus can. But have you ever been in a situation and someone just hands you the ball and and and, and wants you to handle the situation? You're thinking, man, why why me? Why me? Well, that I think that's what's going on here. Jesus is like, man, she hand, handed this off to me, and he knows he can get it done, and uh, and and he's going to. But I I I truly believe that Jesus. Was that was that was walking around with confidence, you know? And you, you ever see someone walking around, just you, you see that there's something different about them. They head high, chest up, you know, um, walks fast, eye contact, and I, and I truly believe that. And, and Jesus' mother says, "Do whatever he tells you." He tell she tells the, the servants that, and these servants about to start uh, listening to. Jesus, and, and go, we're going to go on to verse 6, and it says, Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from thirty to 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Now draw some water, draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. And they did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine, did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone, and said, Everyone brings out the, the choice wine first, and then the cheaper one after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. What Jesus did here in Cana was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum with his mother and brothers and his disciples, where they stayed for a few days. So, look, Jesus, Jesus just did a miracle. He changed water into wine and uh, helped out his mom. And I, I just find it so amazing that, and I know Jesus is the Son of God, but she she trusted in him. She she believed in him. Just just in this situation, it's a wedding. This isn't life or death. And uh, she said, hey, look, they have no more wine. And Jesus said, why do you involve me? Woman, why do you involve me? My my, my hour has not yet come. And I just find that so powerful because there's going to be times in our lives, there's going to be situations in our lives where someone is going to see us and they're going to say, hey, I need, I need your help. I, I need your help. And you're going to be thinking, why me? Why did, Why should I get involved with this? And look, we need to be like Jesus. Jesus stepped in, and he changed water into wine. He 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 saved the day at that wedding. He saved the day. He showed everyone, all the disciples, uh, who he was, how powerful God is. And I think we can do that through confidence. I'm not saying we're going to be changing uh, water to wine, but we can change lives through the power of Jesus Christ. And help one one another out in this aspect of life. And um, I don't know if that's where at your work, your your side job, your hobby. But look, it is time for us to help one another out. 
regardless of who you are, boy or girl, um, ethnicity, does not matter. It does not matter. But look, I'm telling you, if 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 you if you want to change this world and you want to grow in confidence, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to step up. You're gonna have to take that first step. You're gonna have to have faith. I'm telling you, it's gonna be worth it. I'm telling you, um, if you put God first and truly allow Him to work in your life and truly just have faith in Him to push you to do those bigger things in your life, they will be the best decision ever. And um, I hope that helped out for the people who have confidence. And look, the people who have confidence, go help one, uh, someone who doesn't. And and the people who have confidence, get together and, and make a change for the people who don't. And the people who don't have confidence, think about Jesus. Think about what he did for you. He died on the cross for you. Look, you can be confident in that. And you, when you're confident in that, you, you, you can be confident in other things. So, look, you just keep pushing hard. You keep pushing hard and just keep believing. Keep believing in yourself. Believe in Jesus Christ. Allow him to work in you and through you. And know your purpose. And I appreciate you listening. And uh, thanks. Bye.